Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and joining me today are... This has been Jake. Wait, it has been. I mean, you, call has. Me, you call me a has-been? Just go with it. Fuck, this is Chris. And I'm currently possessed by Ames. What? Ain't, but you are... So you're just you. That's what you think. Oh. Hmm. If you're wondering why Ames is making that joke, you won't have to wonder for long. Today is episode 259, which means, Chris, you get to say 269, I think. Nice. Nice. I get Um, to say 420. (laughs) No, you don't. Sweet. No? No, you do, because it's divisible by four. Yeah, because it's divisible by four, and I will not be making any jokes. Oh. Yeah, she doesn't actually find your jokes very fucking funny, nobody does, really. Let's be honest. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Brown eye. 420, (laughs) 420 jokes are just... Kind of lazy at this point. Elon Musk ruined I mean, them for so everybody. Are, so are 69 jokes, though. And fisting jokes. So tell us about Warlord. Yeah. yeah. talk about two episodes of star trek the voyager and the first one is episode uh season three episode 10 warlord so in warlord we open god so horribly on uh i almost called him felix felix (laughs) the cat we open on neelix's fucking what i assume is his own face foot umox yeah Yeah. disgusting um didn't need that no neelix is getting his foots rubbed there they've created a new holodeck paradise so we're not going to hang out in fontaines or whatever the fucking dreams Sandrines, whatever vic fontaines is way better anyway and harry kim is like let's add fuck puppets to this harry we need more fuck puppets we need different drinks different music which is the whole thing. Yeah, this is this would be great if it was more like not at all like it's like. Hmm. And we have uh, a pool table. <laughs> everybody's starting to enjoy themselves when there's like a red alert or some shit, and they got to go to the senior officer to need it on the on the bridge because there's a ship that is the Voyager has found that has been attacked. It's literally on fire in space. Is that possible? Very briefly. Depends on what's burning. Yeah, like, if oxygen is actively belching out of the ship, it could burn for a second before it goes out. I'm glad that I'm asking the important questions and that you guys have the answers. I liked when the Gulf of Mexico was on fire randomly. Oh, I forgot about that. That was a good time. Sounds awesome. But yeah, the ship is on fire, and they don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. (laughs) But first, they'll beam the three occupants off of it, all of which have serious radiation injuries, one of whom, Tyrion, does a die. Whoops. But not, we find out, before putting his consciousness consciousness into Kess. Katra. Don't only Vulcans have Katra? I don't know. I don't know either. But we don't know this immediately. Instead, what we know immediately is, is that Neelix has a sad because right. Kess has been hanging out with their new friends on the ship and stood him up for lunch. So we got to hear whiny Neelix calling yeah. Kess to their lunch. And then, for a second, because we didn't know yet, I thought Kess was finally being like, I'm fucking sick of you <laughs> controlling my fucking life! And I was like, yes, bitch! Tell him! But well, it so turns I have out... been fucking Paris! Take <gasps> that! <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not wouldn't be so okay with her cheating, but I, you know, if she finally was like... Neelix, you really are fucking smothering the shit out of me. I'd be like, good for you, girl. But it's not her. It's Tyrion and her body. 
And so Neelix, when he finds that out, gets to just go, oh, cool, I am a perfectly normal guy that doesn't need to work on any of my problems. Anyway, why would um, why would Tyrion take over Kess's body? Well, it turns out that they want to steal a ship and uh, go back to his home planet and murder the first Autark, which I guess is like a king. It seems like there's a succession thing. He kills the Autark and uh, the first Autark and takes his place and starts like canoodling with the with the son, the princeling, but the princeling who's not the next in line because the princeling who is next in line is now on Voyager being like, I'm sorry about your crew person, Kess, but I don't give a fuck. I'm going to kill them and take my place as Autark. And Janeway, you're going to do what I say. And Janeway's like, um, LOL, no. Janeway's like, an excuse to break the Prime Directive. Yes, please. My favorite. What is actually the name of the planet that they're on? Uh, the Ionian? The uh, Ilari? That sounds maybe right. Is that the planet or the aliens? I think that's the people. I don't know oh, if we... So. The planet... Uh, let's maybe say they're from Ilar. Ilaria, something yeah, like Ilaria, that. Yeah, Ilaria. Prime. Sure. Why not? Anyway... Point two. Point two. So, Tyrion is, like, changing government. Actually, you know, aside from being totally crazy, it sounds like he wants everybody to have, like, a pot, chicken in every pot, and uh, new think, libraries, and... I think that's the Kess seeping through. Oh, is that what Kess would make a great autark. <laughs> she would. Well, no, the the garden was her, but I feel yeah. like the library might have just been him. Well, I don't we can really... get to that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, point is, things are going poorly on Ilaria or whatever, because Kess is trying with all her might to fight through Tyrion and take over and get out and run amok and stuff. The Voyager sends in Tuvok to try to use a magical forehead device to get rid of Tyrion's consciousness. He fails and Kess bitch slaps him across the room. Yeah. Which was insane. And then I don't really remember how they get there ultimately, but the Voyager shows up. They get on board and uh, I almost called him Quark. Jesus Christ. Neelix weasels his way into the mission. And, you know, you think to yourself, oh, he's going to try to appeal to Kess and be like, sweeting, it's me. Look at my disgusting feet. I love you. Come, come out. Be strong. But instead he fucking shoots her with a fucking, with a fucking, you know. Phaser. That thing. He fucking shoots her with a phaser, and, which anyone could have done. And they think, ah, oh, yes, finally, we have we have gotten rid of Tyrion. But nope, Kess comes to and is like, actually, he's still in. He jumps to the other princeling into, uh, let's see, Amarin. There's a lot of people. There's in this so episode. many people. I believe it's way too many. <laughs> Amarin, I'm pretty sure, is the one. Yes. Then they just put the magical Tyrion destroyer box on his head, and the day is saved. The end. And Tuvok pretends there's going to be any ramifications of this. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do some heady, heavy yeah. meditation. Yeah, he says, well, because Kess, Kess is really troubled by this. You know, as we saw, like, Harry really troubled by other by previous episodes. And then you're like, no, no, Carrie, none of this counts because we're an episodic television show. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to wait and see because I know at least some, I know at least one thing comes of this. So oh. we'll see. Well, this is a week of, like, repercussions being foretold and actually happening, so maybe there's hope. I hope so. Yeah. So, yeah, I really hated jealous, possessive, gross Neelix, and I thought we were done with him. Yeah. I mean, being fair, calling to say you're super late for something, are you all right? Are you coming? That's not what he... Yeah, if he had said that, though, instead of, did you forget about our date? Like, I, I ask you guys every so often, hey, guys, what's your ETA? And that's... How you how you phrase that instead of you're late to the thing <laughs> and like 
Yeah, and they're having the thing at the f- same place that he goes to get his hand jobs. Mm. Foot jobs. Foot jobs. Yeah, God, this fucking... Which is like, that's a little awkward. Or, like, yeah. Like, is someone going to jerk his feet uh, off hey, while they have hey, lunch? Hey, they got great burgers at the brothel I frequent. Let's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hate everything about this. I, I never thought I'd say I want Sandrine's back, but I want Sandrine's back. This is such just a fucking Rick Berman wet dream. The drinks look... The bathing suits were nice. Yeah, I hated it. I hated it. Oh, I liked Bolana's little fuck toys bathing suit. It was so pretty. It was like oh, pastel and strappy. Weird. The straps were no. Bolana had a good I bathing suit straps. too. I did like she Bolana's bathing suit. Bolana always looks great. She's yeah. Bolana. The funny, the funny thing is, like, because you know, Kim claims we don't believe you, Kim. That this is the the volleyball championship of uh, team. Yeah, twenty sixty something. Twenty sixty something. Twenty two something. Twenty sixty nine. And my and my <laughs> comment is, wow, the the volleyball uniforms sure have improved. True. That's sad. Well, beach volleyball. No, I think she. Means but they're they're it. one yeah, they're usually, instead of yeah, they're usually bikinis. Way, way, way smaller uh, oh, really? Olympics. Yeah. Actually, though, if they were the 2260s, there is a non-zero chance that the real women they're based on fucked Jim Kirk. He loved volleyball. He did. What? Because the original Trek was set around the 2260s. I mean, but that's the thing, though. Like, we're like Kirk wasn't going around just banging anybody. Bones was. We heard that's Bones true. bang some gymnasts. Yeah, I think I think it's more likely that Bones yeah. gave them the bone, if you I'm know what I mean. I'm here for this. I'd be alright with that. What this episode needed was a lot more scenes between Kess and... Tyrion? Tyrion. Because mm. that scene was great. That was cool. I liked that. I yeah, because she finally actually seemed like the badass that they were trying to make her be, like, as him. Because I feel like they wanted Nana Visitor as Intendant Kira to be Kess, but Kess's actress is not capable of that, I think. I didn't mind Tyrion possessed Kess. I, mean, I, I thought she was interesting enough. Yeah, and I, and I, I'll say this: I was impressed because I, I did not think that the actress had what she did in her. So I was impressed in that sense, but it still wasn't as good as I would have. Oh, it wasn't as it, it wasn't Nintendo Kira. It sure, wasn't as right. good as Nintendo Kira. It wasn't as Nothing good as, as like in terms of transformation. Was it as good as Vantica? Oh God. <laughs> at least, yes, at least you didn't sound like Bella Lugosi. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, in terms oh, of like... Oh, God, is that the one where Julian... Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, the one where Julian wants to suck your blood? Yeah. In terms of character transformations, you know, possessed... I guess it wasn't really possession, but a couple weeks ago we talked about when Bellana was in the dream mm. world. Mm. And, like, that was a really... Oh, she bo- was really good. That was a really believable... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Roxanne has range. Very, exactly. And I just... I don't... I think holding it up next to that episode, which was only a couple weeks ago, this one, you, you can really see that, like, okay, yeah, Jennifer Lean is not quite I think, there. I think we were more impressed that she could get this far because yeah. the Kess character is so restrained that you don't, that you don't realize... Is this Jennifer Lean how she normally talks, or is she doing a character? So seeing that she can do something other than the very restrained, very empathic Kess is new. Yeah, and I'd like to see this this aspect. I think I think the character was way more interesting than Kess in terms of just her agency. Well, I think even though like she literally had no agency because she was trapped in her own brain. But yeah, well, I would even say holding up possessed Kess to pissed off in her own head Kess. 
Like, pissed off in her own head cast was great. She was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that yeah. was good. And she had a lot of motivation in that scene, which I think helped, too. Yeah, like, I think that's part of the reason I wanted to see more of those scenes, because it was really nice to see her getting to be Kess, but not, like, within her usual, like, sort of empathic, like... Yeah. Submissive-ish. Yeah, like, just telling this guy to go fuck himself. Yeah, especially, like, I'm gonna legitimately destroy the fuck out of you, bro. Like, I think they would have been especially, like you said, it does really feel like the whole point of having Neelix was there was so that they could have had, like, a it's me kind of scene. And you could have been going back and forth between, like, him appealing to her and then her inside her own head as things maybe start to, like... Is this in the the final scene? Yeah. Okay. And, you know, like... Not the breakup scene. Right. Going back to her in her own head is, like, maybe things start to... Because it's a mindscape, so maybe, like, shit starts to break down as a representation of the larger scene. What irritated me a lot about this, and it ties in, is that she still needed to be rescued. That, like, all episode, mm. they're building up this idea that, oh, she's she's powerful, she, she's going to be able to break through. And even having that scene where she chews out the guy, I was really expecting, or I was really hoping, that the final resolution was going to be that she would somehow excise him, or she would take him over and trap him. That's a good idea. You know, some I some like some, some, way, some way to flip the script on yeah. him, and then maybe, oh, shit. And then he has to flee into another body or something. Or... Yeah. Like, may, like, maybe it's like, oh, okay, we're not on the planet, we're on the ship now, and we're gonna, and the Voyager's coming, and our fleet's way more powerful than we're gonna destroy Voyager, fuck those guys, and, like, right in that moment, like, you see her nose starts oh, bleeding no, no, or something? No. Too much nose blood in this okay. episode. All right, eyes start bleeding. <laughs> no! Um, um, but anyway, she freaks out and, and like, or, and like orders a self-destruct or something. I don't know. Well, even if something as simple as, like, maybe someone, like, knocks Neelix over and he drops the thing and she picks it up and puts it on herself you know Mm -hmm. although i did appreciate her then just being like oh he's in this guy and i want to be the one to fucking delete him but like i know you and i've known i know enough about you that i'm going to kill you i have had enough of you yeah (laughs) but yeah again i think i I think you know i enjoyed possessed caswell now because it was different Mm -hmm. but i loved her outfit Oh, mm. that yes. outfit, nice. They Actually, got that. Are... They got that part of intendant Kira, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Both her outfits, even though, because you know, you. Oh, I loved it. Cute... I loved the like long vest yeah. with the little dress. They dress. Oh, she looks so cute. They've Kess been dressing her really well for a while now. Yeah, I can't think of a, an outfit on Kess that I haven't been like. Yeah, that's cute on her. I think a few of the early ones were just kind of generic Star Trek civilian and were, like, forgettable but not necessarily bad. Well, right. plus it was overshadowed by how bad the wig was. I feel like, oh, the, I feel like the wig is yeah. pretty good now, so... Or it's just her real hair. Either way. It's her real hair. Well, regardless, at this point, the hair is more believable. Yeah, it's better than it was. Yeah. She get, she's gonna have long hair pretty soon. What? Yeah. Spoilers. Spoiler alert. Long hair cast. Is that a season four thing? Yeah, season four casts. Best casts. <laughs> Oh, she doesn't make it to season four. <laughs> Holy shit, we're already almost done with Kes? She she makes it to season four. She does. She well, let's, let's, not anyway. let's not spoil it. Let's not spoil it. Because right now we've got some decent cast to play with. Yeah, yeah. Again, like... Especially after we've been complaining that like the last several episodes have just been kind of very humdrummy, yeah. boring Kes. I think yes, that's, Doctor. That's the yes. worst part about when they use her well is you realize just what a short shrift they gave the character. Because yeah. she's got so much potential. I know Jake ever, like mentioned a while ago, like, why don't we use her powers more often? Yeah. And true. then this episode threw that in his face being like, <laughs> look what the show hasn't been doing! Yeah. yeah. A, little, a little much, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, and like he kills that dude 
his, his yeah. buddy, which is which was oh, pretty yeah. bad. Oh yeah, does the whole let's let's he like, invaded him. Let's boil Tuvok alive. Yeah. yeah, and I think it would have been more interesting if um, Cass had used her instead of like the brain sucker device. Mm. If she'd used that to fight him after she. Oh, that could have worked. I also think it was kind of lame, just from a storytelling perspective that. The, the whole sequence from, okay, we put this, the machine on Kess's brain, and then he jumped to somebody else, and then we know who he jumped to, and now we've killed him, was all like of... Three seconds. Yeah, it was like there was no tension in there. It was like, okay, we've At rescued Kess. At least five Cass. seconds, please. Like, I would have liked it if like we rescued Kess, and then we like, oh, it's, everything's better, and then we realize later that it's in the other yeah, guy. Yeah, we could cut everything at the Paxaw Resort yeah. and do that instead. Could we, we could cut all of the resort and add just anything else yeah. there. Like, cause, yeah, because here's the thing. We know that the... Kim playing the son, the, So there were the two brothers, please. that the younger brother was the one that was trying to kind of, you, you know, buddy up with uh, Tyrion and have a threesome with his wife. Mm-hmm. Fiance, they weren't um, actually married. Oh, they weren't. And then um, I don't think. Oh no, no, you're right. There, no, I'm the, sorry. She does. She calls him her husband. I'm well, sorry. but that's before their game is rumbled, so that might be part oh, that's of the a good cover. Point. Yeah, I guess I thought that it wasn't, but it doesn't matter. Go on. Um, oh, I'm sorry. But anywho, uh, yeah, they're trying to set up this threesome, and the princeling is into it. Yeah, the princeling's way into it. Of course he is. There's two chicks. I mean, I know Tyrion is a dude, but Kess is a chick. But like, I don't know, princeling. I would have liked to see. A, a situation where there was some more rivalry there. Like, I don't know, the whole the whole political angle kind of fell flat to me. Well, because, like, I mean, it sounds like the earlier guy was a dick. Yeah. But I also, like, you know, this is some monarchy. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, well, so, yeah, exactly. I'm not sure who I want to root for here. Neither. Autark yeah. Kess is the answer. She's going to establish a library. Well, even, Everyone's well, going to have thing, a like, Tier, like, Tiernan seems unstable. Very. Uh, but that's possibly just a matter of having his consciousness kicked from well, brain to brain for a couple hundred years. Oh boy, oh boy. Speaking of Tyrion being unstable, did anyone well, recognize that actor? No. Who, Tyrion? Tyrion. Because that was our, our best friend. Is he a of some kind? That was our best oh friend. Oh my god, was he a Kazon? Nope. Oh, not even close. Uh, that was Lee McCloskey, who played Joran in Field of Fire. Oh. Jesus. Wait, I don't know who that which... is or what that is. That was, that was the, the, the one where, where um, uh, Dax has, has the fancy gun. Ezri Dax. Yeah, Ezri Dax. Wait, the Vulcan? The rifle. No, no, no. The, oh, Duran, right. Duran Dax. Murderous Dax. Oh, that's Murderous the, Dax? Yeah. The final oh. incarnation of Murderous Dax. Yeah, wow. The other yeah, there were so many. Yeah, um, no, no, I did not. But, oh, but who who was it that I recognized? Oh, you recognized... Oh, uh, hey... Hey, Quark, uh, we're we're bad guys. We want to get Morn's money from the from the bank heist. Oh, is that who that was? Yeah. The the, the um. Why does okay. he sound like Jack Nicholson? Because that's what the character was doing the whole yeah, fucking. Really movie. was such. A How did I forget this? Whiny fucking this. I re- that that was the part of it too. Was like lead princeling was just such a whiny little fuck. I was oh, I wanted someone to airlock him. And now he's been charged again, so... That's depressing. Oh, this poor planet. Yeah. The other the other familiar face that we'll see, who I didn't think was that great in this, was the girl who played Nori, the spouse person. Because hmm. she also played Corinna in The Visitor, Jake's oh, Bajoran Jake's wife. wife. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't think 
she was terribly good in either, but it wasn't distracting because the rest of the episode was great, so... Mm, yeah, I think, yeah, but she was only in it for a moment in, in that show anyway. Yeah, and in this one, there were just a couple lines. I'm like, oh, honey. Yeah, I thought a lot of the, the supporting characters in this episode weren't great. The the Castellan guy. The thing with him is... Which guy is this? The guy who got beamed aboard backwards and then, like, yeah, was... The, the big guy. The black guy. Yeah. yeah. Aiden, I think. Is that his name? Yeah. My thing with him is like his tone of voice was no, such. No, maybe not. I think that's Resh. Resh. Oh yeah. Aiden got right. killed. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Aiden. Yeah. You're right. But he Rush. felt to me like he had been imported from a musical. He seemed very community theater to me. That's like, what I was getting. I, I was getting that like I'm in a musical and a song is gonna break out within the next couple of lines, but a song never broke out. I bet he's. <laughs> I bet he's a theater actor. And yeah. And that's why he. That's what I mean, but yeah. He, he seemed very line reading to me, and it was Especially, like, in every scene that he was in. Yeah. Yeah, he stood out. But yeah, there was a theatrical quality, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, I thought a lot of the supporting characters were, were kind of weak. I almost wish, and then that probably wouldn't be satisfied if they did give us more of the politics on this planet, because it almost sounded like Tyrion, like survived like a childhood Id- childhood illness or something yeah like they said as a child we didn't expect you to survive but you did and we made fun of you a lot because you were weak and small but then you pro- the... did he like warg into somebody bigger or something is no, that the impression no, he, he actually survived and grew on his own and became a bully and a, he became obsessed with his mortality once he mm. was leader that's fun and that's how they developed the like jumpy technology that, that is very like emperor who has too much power and wants to maintain power forever. Yeah. That, that works for me. But I never get the, you know, other... It's another show and not tell. Or, I mean, a tell and not show. A lot of it is, yeah. About how how much of a tyrant he is and yada, yada, yada. Like That would have been again, that would have been great to, like, see that via... Uh, Rush. No, via... Like the Kess's mind thing? Yeah, oh, conversations. Okay. You could even have her start to taunt him, like, maybe force up an image of little weak him. Mm. Be like, oh, so this is why you became a dick. Because everyone was a dick to you and you decided to grow up and be an asshole. And, like, just really tear into him. That would have been great. Yeah. This episode had a lot of potential. I think it didn't quite nail a lot of them. The next episode we're going to talk about is another one that had a lot of potential that didn't explore what could have been more interesting. But, yeah. so it's a week of yeah, being what like, a, what a, a letdown that sex scene is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but like I, I liked Cass in this enough. Yeah, again, I think Jennifer Lee did a great fucking job in the one scene she got to with Tyr in there. And again, I think she was fun as evil possessed Cass. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do have to talk about. You know, we did mention earlier just like how flagrantly the prime director was kicked down a flight <laughs> of fucking stairs in this episode. Like there was, they didn't even pay lip service. To it in this one, it was well, so bad. So what's interesting though is that so the Dauphin comes on board and is like, "I need your help," sort of. So following him, like he he's he is by their laws the rightful monarch of this planet now. Yeah, but they're still. I think the one way you can kind of justify is say he has Kess and Kess has powers that your people should not have access to. Yeah, I, I think I would appreciate it maybe even saying that. Maybe. Just because, again, True. there was no mention of, like, I mean... And again, if that had eaten into the time on Paradise Planet, yeah, you know, that. it would be okay. Yeah, but, like, when you think to back to, like, you know, DS9, and I don't know if this episode had happened yet, ooh, 
these things get confusing. They probably hadn't had, I don't know. But it's like, either way, we had like, okay, this coup that's happening on Bajor, I literally have proof the Cardassians are fucking around with it. And the Federation just goes, Prime Directive! It's like, what? <laughs> Meanwhile, oh, there's a coup. Well, we have to get involved to save Kess. And it's like... To reinstall this guy on the throne. Yeah. Because he keeps whining at us. Oh, I mean, again, just, 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 if you really don't want to listen to him, there is an airlock nearby, I'm sure. Just keeps there's trying to murder a Quark. There's <laughs> always an airlock nearby. Really, they should have just killed everybody. Yeah, nuke it from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. General Order 24. But yeah, like that was like just, just even if, just once, I'm going like, so we're getting involved in the politics of the planet? Uh, is there a way to save Kess without doing that? Also, Tyrion, maybe after you've been infiltrated once by someone wearing a mask, you should have said, new rule, guards don't wear masks. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. interesting. With it. Yeah. Later the is... only reason, because I, I commented early, like, wow, these masks look, look really silly looking. And then, like, the only, like, the, the purpose they serve is so that Tuvok can hide among them. Mm-hmm. It's the only service they, uh, service they serve, purpose they serve, yikes, um, <laughs> is for plot. Yeah. And not any in-world reason. No, no. Because it's not like it's, you know... A helmet, like in so many of these, let's replace a guard things. You could imagine there's some use to it. This is, we make our guards wear ceremonial drapes over their faces. No, we don't know how they see either. You can usually see enough through. Yeah, it's like a sheer material. Mm. A material, if you will. Uh, You wouldn't. uh, No one would. But yeah, you know. But also, I feel like if you are like the monarch and you just overthrew the previous monarch, you really wouldn't have anyone having their fucking face covered because I'd be like, anybody, anytime is going to try to kill me. Definitely for sure. Yeah. You know? But yeah, as far as, uh, you know, I think I've been bitching several times lately about, you know, haven't we done this before? But. And we have done this before, but I feel like this one has been better than a lot of them in many ways. For all its failings, it's definitely superior to the Bashir one. <laughs> um, or, uh, frankly, a lot of the... I, mean, I think the only other time we've had somebody in someone else's head and it wasn't abysmal was when Bones was possessed by Spock. The one... What's it fucking called? Where we have uh, Troy, Data, and Miles possessed by things was pretty good. Power play. Yeah, Power that one was decent. Yeah, at some point, one of our blogtivities is going to be characters possessed by things. Yeah. And we'll have a whole day of it. But not today. Today we have a different activity Ooh. plan. Yes. The one thing, the other thing I'll say is, you know, in my research reading in Memory Alpha for this one, clearly there weren't enough notes and some sad, sad nerd had gotten a hold of, like, the call sheets for these episodes and thought, it's important for me to transcribe all the facts from the call sheets into Memory Jesus Alpha. Jesus Christmas. Which I hadn't seen for a while, because I know they're terribly boring. Kate Mulgrew ordered a Reuben sandwich. Yeah, so there's just lists and lists of all the extras who were called what days, and which of them actually ended up aired in the episodes and not. Thanks, this nerd. But the the, <laughs> the note I wrote, which is very silly, just because I, I felt like reading this because it's just so innocuous, is... Day five of filming, lunch was served by Cynthia's Distinctive Catering at 6 p.m. Oh. That is a very late lunch. Yeah. It was probably more of a dinner at that, at that point, I yeah. would say. I mean, certainly any rational mind would think so. Mm-hmm. Cool. Are we done with that? I'm done with that. How about you, Chris? Anything else? Um, well, 
Cynthia's Distinctive Catering is still in business. Go, oh. Cynthia. Nice job, They appear to be closed Sundays, but they will be open tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. They got they any are... specials? What do they got? Uh, I don't know. Is it just a caterer, or can you? Or do they have like? A Although restaurant? now it's Cynthia Brooks Distinctive Catering, so they've slightly rebranded. Mm. They do weddings, corporate and social, and since 1986. I want them to cater my wedding. I Ooh, think that I think good. that'd be really cool to have the caterer who catered Voyager lunch on day five of shooting of this, <laughs> of this episode. It would be it would be one of you'd be like one of those things you could tell your grandkids about. Imagine going to this poor woman, being like, "We'd like you to cater." And, oh, how'd you hear about us? Memory Alpha. Nah. Yeah. No, imagine you went there and like, okay, well, let's design your menu. It's like, I want the exact menu that you serve. What did Jennifer Lean I eat? What did Jennifer Lean Day Lean five of shooting, Warlord. Uh, dearie dear. Yeah. The working title was The Art of War. Ugh. That's, They're I don't both know if bad. I think that's better or worse. More like The I really... Fart of War. Yeah. Yeah. I just really am not impressed by Warlord. Like, it didn't feel right. It just feels very, like... Well, plus he wasn't generic. Really, a warlord. He no. was. I mean, initially he was like. A, he was just a lord. Yeah, he'd risen to power through like rebellion over a government, and then he was overthrown, and then he came back to Riku, and I don't know. Like Ains has said repeatedly, Voyager is bad at titles. Yeah, but Real this bad. is like the worst of the worst. I feel like because it has nothing to do with anything. Well, How's yeah, our more next war. title? More war in this next episode. Oh man. This this episode, I have so many feelings. So the next episode we're going to talk about today is the Q and the Gray. That rhymed! It did. And if you can't guess from the title, Q shows up, which is always fun. Uh, okay, not always fun. Sometimes it's fun. There were fun moments. I actually like this episode, but we're not. They're not there yet. Okay, so tell us about this episode. This episode, uh, so Q shows up and he's in. Uh, good old Kathy Janeway's bedroom trying to get down to fuck. He's made her bed into like a bed from one of those cheap love hotels with like it, lots of... Does it vibrate? No, I was hoping it would be heart-shaped. Son of a bitch. I don't think it does. I don't think it vibrates. That's more of like a if you're alone. It's more <laughs> of a jerking off while you're on the road type of thing. Not like a fancy, tacky romance weekend with your girl person. Or boy person. Or you're just your person. God entity person. Yes, that. So anyway, he's like, hey girl, let's fuck. And she's like, nah. And he's like, okay, but like, what if I told you it's because I want to put one in you? And by put one in you, I mean, I want you to have my baby. She's like, hmm, still no. Bye. If anything, doubly no. Yeah, really. And I wrote down, I wrote down this quote because Chris laughed because I was like into it at first. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, I want you to have my baby. And I was like, God damn it. That murdered my boner so fast. I think I'm experiencing emotional blue balls. It was really upsetting. Anyway. So yeah, Q wants to have a baby with Janeway. He has a really stupid reason for it. It's because he thinks that like having a little human DNA all mixed and mingled into the Q continuum will fix their problems what problems you say well remember last time when quinn killed himself and he was like this will have serious <laughs> turns out it did and now everybody's at war but q kind of did it himself because apparently he's sort of the ringleader of this war being like we need to have more freedoms which i mean like good for him i guess that's cool but yeah he thinks that by uh adding a little a little human spice into the q cake is gonna perfect his souffle i guess i don't really know where i was going with Yum. that yeah but we were pronounced kukake kukake <laughs> yum how have we gone this long and never done that seriously why is this episode not called kukake i just feel like uh, wow 
Gee, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. They weren't ready for that back in 1996. Who's ready for it now? Me. Anyway, turns out there's like a Mrs. Q. I mean, like not officially. It's kind of more like common law, but they've been together for like four billion years. And it's a fr- an old friend who's returned in all of her glory. But I guess we could talk about that later. And yeah, so she's like, how dare you philander with my life partner? And Janeway's like, LOL, not even remotely interested. You can have him. Oh, and it turns out that the Voyager has been um, seeing like a whole shitload of supernovas nearby. Well, Q takes Janeway into the continuum, and it turns out those are not real supernova. They're like Q Civil War supernova. And it's because they're in this war now uh, where like the freedoms and Q's all, like I said, leading, leading a, a fight against like not being able to make decisions, I guess. I don't really know. But at least we had repercussions from Quinn's death, like they've said we might. Yeah. And it turns out that this war and these supernovas and all the shit that's happening is actually affecting the power of the Q. Q gets... John Delancey Q gets shot and he's actually bleeding and no one looks more surprised than him. Meanwhile, his lady wife is still on board the Voyager and she loses her ability to do that snap thing they do so well, which leads to Bellana being really sassy, which is awesome. Yeah, that was good. I loved it. But yeah, they get cat. Ultimately, uh, Janeway convinces Q of a couple things. One, you shouldn't breed with me. Human DNA is not going to save you because the things that make human beings cool has nothing to do with genetics. It has to do with us all pretending to be good people for millennia. And two, it sort of sounds like you just want to knock me up and then not actually do any of the work. So I'd rather not. And third, if you're going to do a fuck and you want to get some some good stuff back into the Q continuum, why don't you just bang your wife? She seems hot and seems like she likes you. I mean, a lot more than I do. Definitely. So maybe do that. They surrender. The opposing forces are like, well, we're still going to fucking kill you, though. And Q has this impassioned speech about why they should spare Janeway. Janeway becomes wet for the first time in this episode. It's probably the only time she's ever been attracted to Q is when he's doing this little speech of his. But she's already signed him away to fuck his own wife, so that's that's that. Ultimately, they are freed because the Voyager crew shows up dressed up in goofy Civil War clothing, and they uh, overtake the forces, and they're freed, and uh, then we get to watch Mr. and Mrs. Q have really awesome hot sex, and then we meet Q's baby the end. The, the foreplay can last for decades. Yeah, gross. I just feel like I'd be exhausted. Gonna, I feel be, like if I had decades of foreplay, like I would expire. And, yeah. They must need a lot I of mean, lube. We're making fun of how they had sex, but, but, but meanwhile, Tuvok was like, oh, that's hot. Yeah, that's true. That's Mm. true. Because Vulcans are all about hand shit. Yeah. Yeah. So they got uh, our friend Kalar here doing Mrs. Q. I uh, am going to do my level best to only refer to Tom from here on out as Helmboy. Helmboy. Helmboy was good. Although I did like uh, Chakotay as Chuckles. Yeah, we like that too. Oh my god. Chuckles is it? I was like, oh my god. Yes, it is Chuckles. Okay, how much did you guys like Bar Rodent for Neelix? That was good too. Bar Rodent. A lot of of great nicknames Uh, this episode. But yeah, she called him Helmboy. Uh, It's pronounced Fuckboy, but. Mm. I think it's. I think it's actually pronounced pool boy. I feel like it was more of that yeah. kind of I imagine, energy. I imagine there was a deleted scene where Harry Kim was like, oh, what's my nickname? And she's like, Harry Kim. <laughs> Speaking of deleted 
animated scenes, the scene where he shows up to ask Kim and Paris for, like, their suggestions about how to win Janeway over, it goes from, I'm here because I want to fuck Janeway, to Paris being like, all right, we give, what do you want to know? And I imagine there must have been some back and forth that was removed. Do you know anything? No, I... Oh, no, I was really hoping you would know. They were too busy reporting on the caterers on Memory Alpha today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, There was a great puppy that you failed to (gasps) mention. Oh, yeah, the puppy! A little cocker spaniel! I don't mean the puppy! Oh, that line. (laughs) The look on John Delancey's face was wonderful. That was too much. That was Dirty Pool from Q. Dirty what? Pool. What's Dirty Pool? Playing Dirty. Dirty Pool is playing dirty? Yeah. yeah. What the f- I think, why? I think Chris no. just made that expression up. No, it's not. It's I've di- never Dirty heard Pool, that. isn't it? It's, it's, it's maybe the is English. It British? I'm sure it's Oi, Govna! Uh, <laughs> honestly, me. I think the first time I ever heard it was in the Adams Family movie. Yeah, I was going to say, Gomez also, to be fair, it. they call it billiards. Yeah, that's right. Dirty yeah. billiards. Uh, we play snooker here! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Play Dodge out to Paris. Dirty cricket, isn't it? But yes, the the dog was. Pool is just what you call it after you pee in the pool. <laughs> Dirty pool is that scene from Caddyshack. <laughs> <laughs> it's a baby roof. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, no, I feel like that was that was that was playing dirty, you know. It's like you know, you can't tempt her with a trip back to Earth and else, but you bring her a cute dog, and that's like that's unfair. I don't know. It would have worked for me. I, and I know, sure, as long as I get to keep this fucking puppy. I know that she's a fan of dogs because there was one time when they showed her looking at a picture of mm. her boyfriend, but it also had a dog in it. Yeah. Yep. It's a good thing they left that dog in the picture. We also know that cues must just really like dogs because this is the second time puppies have shown up around a cue. That's true. Is Am- that true? Amanda, <laughs> yeah, they, what's her face? Rogers. Rogers. Amanda Huggins. <laughs> when she got it, when her cue powers were trying to activate, like the first thing she did was flood the Enterprise D with puppies. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, I'm sure there's a lot of ways we can kind of talk around the Amanda Rogers kind of nullifying this episode a little kind bit. Of does. Well, I wasn't didn't it, even well, think but of it that. was a huge problem though. The fact that, that her because her they, they killed her parents with a tornado. Oh yeah because because they, because they weren't yeah. supposed to do that. Yeah the thing is like so the parents of Amanda Rogers back in True Q eight years ago or so was that they turned into humans and then they procreated. And their their offspring creature happened to end up inheriting Q powers. Yeah. So there's kind of, like, it's questionable if there's already human DNA in the continuum. That's true. Or if she counts because their parents were were both Qs, but they were humans at the time, and what the fuck. I'm guessing that... No one saw that episode. If you're a Q and you become human, you're not actually becoming human. Like, even when Q became human... And like they scan him like, no, he's showing up as human. He's got a ball sack and everything. Yikes. I still don't think they're truly the same as biological humans. I'm, I'm going to say that they're, you know, like Odo being mm. a human, you know. He might look like a human, but not quite right. He doesn't really look like a human. So wait, the time, when, the time when they made Odo human, he wasn't too human? Yeah, I don't think so. Be- oh. Well, well cause of course not, because all, cause he, all he had to do was absorb... The baby changeling and it changed him right back. So. Mm. Well, I think he was just. I think when Odo was human, he was just locked into human form. Yes, because okay. they, they didn't I'll say they that. made him a human. They said they made him a solid. Mm. But they did say that he had organs. Um, and orgasms. Yes. With quirks. But anyway, so yeah, I don't know. It is yeah. The the Amanda Rogers thing is a little. You know, confusing. I didn't even think of that. Which is funny because I did. I similarly thought like, oh, 
cues and puppies. But I didn't then remember what that episode had been sort of about. Oh, so I do like the puppies. It didn't occur to me, like, wait a minute, we, we've already, wait, hold on. I also think that, you know, as much as I liked having Kalar and her sass, that would have been, this would have been a good opportunity to bring the Amanda Rogers character back as, as, another, as a fellow Q. Yeah, but they needed to have history. Yeah, but Q and a lot. Not, not as not as Q's wife, just in general. Just as another back. Q. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that would I mean, they could have they could have been together. I don't know. That would require continuity between episodes, and we it's between that. series, for God's <sighs> sake. But also, there's just something creepy about the age gap. Like I mean, she is literally only a few decades old, which to a Q is and like and he's billions of years old. Yeah, she is a she is a microbe. So what was this voice that Susie Q was putting on then? Susie Q is what the Susie fans call it. Right? Ah, because it's I thought that, well, because it's Susie Plax. It right. See, I thought that was just something you came up with. No, so. I wish it's yeah. clever. It sounded to me like she was trying to do a mishmash of John Delancey as Q and Janeway. Just her normal voice. Yeah, I mean, I she th- had that Catherine Hepburn thing kind yeah, of. Yeah, I thought she on. was just just Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, she was just doing a Catherine Hepburn, and you know, but like not a good one. This might be because we've seen her as a couple different characters. Mm-hmm. We'll see her Taylor as well. Taylor and Sailor. We will. I don't think. I think I don't like not till Enterprise though. Ugh. I don't think I'll well, Enterprise. No, I think you're right. I think she's she's she plays a character in an episode of Enterprise. But here's the thing, she's. What six over two. Six, six two? two. Yeah, because I was noticing how much taller than Belana she was, and I was like, "Wow, I know Belana's not tall, but she's way taller than Belana." And I wonder if they cast her in this simply so that she could stand more or less eye to eye with Delancey, who's mm. even taller. Six four, six three. Yeah. You looked it up today. Well, yeah, so we looked it up because we were watching <laughs> it, and I was like, "God, she is eye to eye with Chakotay. How tall is she?" <laughs> yeah. And it turns out she's two inches taller than Chakotay. Yeah. So I wonder, yeah, because I was like, man, she's actually enormous compared to well, it's because everybody else. Earlier, we saw her as Kalar, and it's just like, yeah, that's what that's just what Klingons. Of look course, like. she's an Amazon. It didn't even it didn't even register that it was because she was very tall. Yeah, and again, they probably cast her in part so that you know Michael Dorn, as the internet told me, I looked up her height, and then it was like, oh, do you want all these other Star Trek actors' heights? And you're like, yes. And yeah, Michael Dorn's six foot three, so it was probably at least partly so that they could again be more or less level. Yeah. Um, Why Silar then? Because Vulcan. Sure. Kayla yeah, still I also th- Yeah, but I also... I wasn't, That's correct. I wasn't crazy about her performance in this episode. No. It, it was really exaggerated over the top. Like, there were, ep- there were moments of this episode where I was like, is this a comedy or is this just a normal episode with a lot of jokes? I mean, that's how a lot of Q episodes are. Yeah. You know, the, one, the Robin Hood episode... No, that's just a comedy. The um, turning... Data into a laughing man episode. I mean, like, I mean even like... I Real think, boy... Uh, even the Quinn episode. Like, even once shit was getting darker, mm. they still had, like, our comedy... What's the word? Witnesses. Or whatever. Not witnesses. I have no idea what you're going for. Yeah, when oh. they brought in fucking Isaac Newton and a hippie and... Yeah. Oh, the, the guest stars? And that was just goofy. Yeah, and, but by then they got into the serious... It was a great balance of comedy in that episode. And this one I just felt, oh, it's a, it, there's a joke now and I keep forgetting that there should be lots of jokes because none, most of them didn't really land for no, me. No, no. Possibly because trying to force a baby in Janeway was yeah, the worst gross. setup. For, I actually think... 
a civil war amongst the Q continuum. Way more interesting. Fucking great. I really wanted to see like just all of that and putting it through a, a, a lens that the humans can understand like yep. like they did in the Quinn episode. Great idea. Yeah, yeah, but first they had to make sure that you remembered that in spite of the fact that she has climbed to the captaincy in a mostly male Starfleet, she's still just a baby incubator yep. and too fucking you, bad. You are a uterus and that is your first role. It's literally exactly what I said. I was God like, wow, thanks for reducing it. her to a fucking uterus. Yeah. Fuck this fucking show. I was hoping that there would have been a mention that, you know, Q, uh, Q would come to Janeway and say, congratulations, you're the first I, I selected after, like, Klingon Targs. Why? To be to be my baby mama. Well, Dude, why would he fuck a targ? Well, Picard said no. <laughs> <laughs> I I said everybody said Picard no, he's cheating on him. I know, right? <laughs> well, it's also in a sense it's kind of Janeway's fault that this whole thing's happening. I'm sorry, she let Quinn. Oh yeah, yeah. Not yeah, it's not her fault that he wants. <laughs> I was to, like, to bang her. no, no. Did you the, see what she was wearing? The, <laughs> the, <laughs> fucking war. The Civil War was it her fault? The Civil War. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll allow that. But as for I was like really like. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking excuse me <laughs> oh boy tarting it around in that tight fitting Starfleet uniform like she always does oh that's another thing I didn't think that uh, Susie Q's uniform was well fitted I was, really? It was distracting to me. It's probably just an I extra. didn't notice. It was probably just an extra. Well, because she probably had to take one probably, of the men's It was probably, men's a, men, it was probably so a men's uniform, and they didn't want to make yeah, they a fitted uniform nip for, it that, in for, for that character. It's too bad, because damn, yeah, she's hot. Yeah, it wasn't a... It was like... Yeah, she's, she's Her got hair a, was good. She's got I'm, a really good figure. I'm sure it was a wig, wasn't but great it wasn't great in that, that uniform. I kind of wished, and I didn't realize, I didn't think of this till this morning when I was rereading uh, synopses, that when uh, Lady Q shows up, Susie Q, when Susie Q shows up in the middle of the Civil War and she's in, you know, the Civil War dress, I'm like, why isn't she dressed as one of the Union soldiers? She would have rocked that look. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she would I, I joked that they actually also brought Balana on the uh, rescue mission, but <gasps> when she popped up in one of those dresses, she was like, no. I'm not doing it And it's just way. in a corner sulking, rightly so. I don't think she'd be sulking, though. I think she'd be punching stuff. No, she'd or be that. tearing the dress off, like, urgh, urgh. I, I kind of feel like, you know, like, what must have happened is, you know, they wrote this, and Q's faction is very distinctly made to be, like, the rebel faction, yet his side is the one as Union soldiers. And I think it's because somebody, after they wrote it, was like, guys, we, we can't have the good guys be the Confederates? Yeah. We, we can't, we can't, yeah, exactly. We can't, that we can't or, have our heroes dressed in, in gray. That or when they were reading the script, Tim Russ went, if you honkies think I'm putting on that uniform, we've got another thing coming. I, I bought it because it sounded like the the side of the Q continuum that we saw, like that general and all those all those guys were the ones who wanted to be like incredibly conservative. Yeah. We want to keep what we're already doing. Yeah. Slavery. But I still, I'm willing to bet in early drafts they were not thinking it through and... Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they they planned this very specifically. Because also, like, the Q and the Grey is an old Civil War yeah, yeah. poem about the Union soldiers versus the Confederate soldiers. Good pun. But, this one's a good not, pun. But it's not the Q and the Grey in the original. It's the Blue and the Grey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it actually you, works Jake. for once. I mean, but you, you said the Q and oh. the Grey is an old I an literally old poem. thought I had said it oh. right and didn't. <laughs> you know, I also, like... You said it, and I was like, yes, of course. Yes, obviously. Yeah, referring to barbecue. <gasps> what? Mm. The barbecue in the gray. Mm. That would be a good name for a barbecue It joint. would! Let's start one. What? Oh, so weird. Your stomach yeah. making No, no, we'll make it Star Trek themed. making a barbecue now. Did I just hear your yeah, stomach rumble that. at the sound of barbecue? I don't think it so, heard, but... It, I heard it, too. Okay. Oh, apparently, yes. I guess I'm, <laughs> I guess I'm hungry. Um, Excellent. But yeah, yeah. 
I think, uh, yeah. Q. What? Wow, that was a weird face. That was a weird sound. Yeah, I don't know. This is, so, actually, I could probably apply this to both of these two episodes that we watched. I think one of the complaints that Voyager gets a lot is that it is, um... Shitty? No, I'm just kidding. I like it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, really, is that like no, episodic. Despite, I'm just kidding. I really like it. The, um, <laughs> despite like the really cool premise, so many of its episodes could just very easily be drop into TNG, TNG episodes. Mm-hmm. And both of these episodes, all you just swap in the last episode, just swap out Kess for uh, Troy, Troy mm-hmm. and in this episode, switch out Janeway for uh, Troy. <laughs> I was going to say Crusher in okay. this one. Because yeah, then right. you'd have the two red redheads. Hair. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah. Not, but there's no ghost fucking. Are yeah. you sure but that would be a good Gates McFadden? They'd have used Troy, because that's what they used Troy yeah, for. Yeah, that's true. Oh, she definitely would have been Kess in the first one, for sure. Oh, yeah. I know you just said that, but yes. Um, well, yeah, because she's even got the mental powers that yeah. would have tied oh, in. allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so powerful. I can sense somebody's angry somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Um. <laughs> well, she's tied to the stake with Q, being like, "I sense they are not happy with you." <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so uh, I feel like critique might be warranted in that front because there's there's nothing distinctly Voyager about either of these episodes. Yeah, and especially like I know, except that he really couldn't have had a baby with Jean Luc Picard. Why not? He's a that would have been that actually, actually would've, that would have been a much funnier okay, thing. What if Jean Picard got him pregnant and John Delancey carried the baby? Yikes! I mean, he obviously hadn't really thought about how they were going to do it. Like that would have. I mean, I don't think they would have done that in the nineties. Having no. Jean Luc, like, having Q try to seduce John Luc. Yeah, Picard, no, the nineties but... definitely would have been like he. Been... Um, I'm sorry. Have you seen any of uh, TNG? I'm pretty sure they fucking already did. I mean, they fact. did wake up in bed together. So <laughs> what? What he would have done? <laughs> Q's lips pressed against his ear. <laughs> he would have been harassing Picard to be like, you know, convince Troy to sleep with me. Oh, <sighs> damn it, Q. Sean Connery? Yes, always. Literally always. And I should be able to be surprised by this anymore. I'd forgotten it's been a while. Fair enough. It has been a while. <laughs> Here's a great line. Um, Janeway says to Chakotay, he wants to mate with me. And then Chakotay says, get in line. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any word more unpleasant than mate for uh, sex? He said... I believe he said something about copulation at one point. That's oh, I missed Which that. I think is worse than mate. It's pretty bad, too. Wow. No, nah, plow's all right. Plow's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Aim's got my back. Mm. Oh, here's a here's a note I had. Is Miss Q just Stella? <laughs> I was thinking that, too! Hardcore! <laughs> it's so good. Don't be philandering with my husband. I know. She's Believe she's me, bitch, so, no one wants him. She's so jokey. Except me. I want him. I'll take him. And I didn't really understand how... You know, we have to fly into a supernova to get into the. Yeah, yeah that was a little force. That but was like, just to get them, get the two plots to connect, and I was like, eh. Like maybe it could have been like instead of flying into it, it could have been like we have to get really close to it so I can absorb the continuum power and use my snap again or something. I don't know. Or they got to like Ben Franklin if they got like a key on a string oh, dangling yeah, off the yes. bottom of the ship. That's go. it. That's the one. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't clear to me like where did the ship go? How did they get into uniform? Into their Civil War uniform. Well, that was 
all part of the Q filter. And this means that all the Voyager crew that are running around shooting people, they're using those impossibly powerful Q weapons that mm-hmm. Delancey said, like, oh, to, to you, it's just bullets, you know, flying around. You don't understand what it actually is. This is only what your mind can understand. And they, they handed that shit right over to the, the yeah. uh, intrepid crew of the Kim, Voyager. Kim killed the whole solar systems. Mm-hmm. And fucking the the general of the enemy side like wow you just got captured by a human fuck boy how by embarrassed Helmboy. are you helm boy i really think helm boy to the rescue at some point <laughs> q has got to owe them a, tr- a trip back to the alpha quadrant though you know, he's they they've saved the continuum now also, yeah. though, like, I love how she's like, oh, you've made me that promise before. We'd rather do it the right way or whatever. And I was like, um, excuse me, bitch. Maybe take a survey of your crew. I'm pretty sure literally everyone on the yeah. ship except you would be like, no, 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 no. We're willing to well, take right, the shortcut. But, but being fair, the deal this time was you have my child and raise it. Listen. Like, I don't think she owes the crew a survey I mean, I agree, but they, they might not. There are other <laughs> times where Janeway has made the decision without consulting anyone else where I've been like, mm, maybe a survey? This time, though, yeah, no, she knows no one anything. This is her totally her right to be like, fuck off, Q. No, no, you're you're right about that. I know. Other times, sure, I'll hold her feet to the fire. Uh, this time, no. Other note, uh, Delancey doesn't believe they should have shown the baby Q at the end. Oh, agreed. It was ugly as it shit. It was. It wasn't as That was an baby. ugly bad baby. baby. We wanted the bad, bad baby. <laughs> bad baby. It should have been the baby, puppet. Bad baby, bad baby, He'd bad. been like, there's <laughs> no... There's no rule that said it had to be humanoid, Kathy. Yes. Kathy. I hate that he calls her Kathy. See what you're missing out on? You could have more and more puppies. Well, I mean, honestly, the the kid would also be omnipotent, presumably. So the kid might have been a kid and then made himself a puppy. (laughs) It's like, well, he came out humanoid, but he insists on being a puppy. So where do new cues usually come from? I think there's been a new cue. I feel like they just always are. There always been cues. Like, with the exception of Amanda Rogers, I think... Really, there have not been new cues in an extraordinarily long time. Same old cue. There was a detail I read that that actually is pretty clever, and that's that in the novel IQ, in which the the baby is back. But whenever they refer to him, it's just a lowercase Q. Oh, that's, that's, that's cute. Funny. That's pretty good. I like that. But yeah, the dog was great. I would good yeah, dog. I love the dog. Ten out of ten. <sighs> nice, good, best, good dog. Nice, nice, good tea. Nice dog. Best, best dog acting we've seen. Oh. So now Janeway's responsible for the baby Q's parochial education. Yeah. Oh, she's the godmother, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Is that what they're what godmothers are supposed to be in charge of? I feel like that yes. was one that was a traditional role. Yeah. Um, Weird. I think also, I mean, I don't think it's uh, any longer legally binding, but I think if something happened to the parents, you become the guardians. Guardian. No, that's a terrible idea. But nowadays, I think that Yeah, I wonder about that now cuz I feel like they don't necessarily do that. Yeah, no. I feel that, like that's they just find old... the next of kin and they decide amongst themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's an old old tradition. I mean, you, I mean like do you even when you when you name somebody a godmother or godfather, is there is that even like a legal thing or is it just like Not anymore. Yeah, no. I don't think there's any like paperwork to fill out. Yeah, no. I mean, maybe it's an honorary title. Yeah, like maybe some denominations of the church keep some sort of paperwork, mm. but again, that's not legally binding in any capacity. I know my aunt is always like, "My godson." Just that like is her that? voice. That is her voice. I, I am surprised they didn't do the. I I made the joke myself. Oh, there was no. no inevitable, you know. After they finger fuck, no one said. Have you any thought to a name? Oh, we'll call them Q. <laughs> Tiny Q. As Ames pointed out. Lowercase Q. Lowercase Q. 
Speaking of Q. Speaking of Q, yeah. So our, our blogtivity today is just all celebrations of Q. And I realize, I believe this episode that you're listening to right now, hi, people in the future from us, comes after Picard has just ended. Or, or Picard season two has has just finaled, so you may have you may have some additional cues that we haven't yet witnessed. Mm. If I've planned enough ahead, maybe they're up on the Tumblr. You can see all the cues there, but we're, we we may we may have a couple that we're skipping. You'll just have to take your cue from us. <laughs> <laughs> Insert, okay. insert the sound of a gun here. <laughs> I'm sorry, she was making cue jokes. We had to stop. Oh, I thought you were talking the, about me. We had to stop it before the madness spread. No, no, I meant me. All right, so we're going to start off. The very first cue we see in Encounter at Farpoint is actually this kind of 16th century... Um, How did I completely forget that? Sea captain? I'm not quite sure what he is, but he's not. He looks like a, yeah, I was gonna say he looks like a prince or something. He does have a breastplate, so. He's got a breastplate, a sick fucking cloak, a terrible wig. I'm gonna go like a Marco Polo type character. Hmm. Yeah, it's. It's fu- it's great in the moment because I know it's very funny in the moment that he thinks that this is how he's going to connect with the crew through this fucking weird ass costume. Again, yeah. I think aside from the wig, Delancey looks great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then he changes into this kind of marine cue, which if you like guys in uniform, Delancey pulls it off. I Holy never noticed shit. he has a cigarette. He does, yeah. He has a cigarette in, in the shot, in the wide shot. <laughs> but they took it out for the game because they're not supposed to let kids have cigarettes anymore. Which is funny because his hand is still kind of like, his fingers still look like they're holding it. Well, yeah, because they... Probably took a, sh- a screenshot and. Well, his stance is also totally different too. Well, it, could be a diff- it could be a different moment too, though. Oh God, he is fucking. I don't. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, considering it's been. I have to choose just one favorite. This is going to be really <laughs> bad. But yeah, considering it's supposed to be like World War Two, the cigarettes a nice touch. Is that World War Two? That, yeah. that looks like World War One. Am I wrong? Maybe both. I, I I I don't know a load about. I feel like it looks World War One to me, but what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I'm not a history buff by any means. Yeah, I would guess one, but again, I I also am not the history buff. That well, I'm gonna ask is. the internet. <laughs> well, I was in World War One. You understand? <laughs> is, he, uh, um, is, he a, is he a captain here? Is that what his? I do not know enough about. Indicates bars. You can't read all his fruit salad. USA uniform. Let's see. Okay, well, Caitlin's doing that. It's the hat that makes me think it. Mm. Well, they still use the little hats to this day. Well, that's stupid. Dub dub trip. Wait. We also see Q in in that episode. He jumps to our future to World War Three Q in that soldier with the with the drug thing. The weird parka. Oh, the ha- the, the, the hood is awful. It in no way looks like like armor, but it does look like it is cold as fuck wherever he is. Yeah, and he's yeah? probably warm. He didn't have the flared trousers. But the that, rest. That's World War One. Yeah. That is World War One. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that thing he was definitely wearing was like World War Two or oh, was or, it? or Korea. Oh, all right, fine. Jake has spoken with yeah, this more thing, authority than I have, so good. This thing's fugly. I don't like it. It's very derpy. Yeah. I think that's the point, though. I think the point is to just show your future is going to look like this. Is this what you want, guys? I don't know. When we think about what a lot of early TNG looked like, I think they thought this was great. <laughs> mm. Well, wouldn't World War Three have already happened for TNG by then? Yeah. That's the, um, was not the, was the Eugenic Wars? No, it was something else. After that. 
You're telling me that the whole world didn't fucking come out for the eugenics wars? These are no. apparently contemporary with um, Zephyr Cochran in First Contact. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. He had a better hat. One of one of the most iconic cues is the judge cue. We yep. see him all over the place. Have you he's... ever mentioned he looks like a Bene Gesserit? Because he does. He looks like a Bene <laughs> Gesserit in this. He's got like the dark lipstick for reasons. He's mm-hmm. in his throne. He's got the cloak. His throne looks like it's flanked by big dicks. What the hell is that? It's lion heads. Apparently. Yeah, sure it is. Yeah, and they change it's between. Like... Kind of looks like Gorn heads on the uh, below decks, lower decks. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, the the throne accoutrement definitely changes between episodes. Yeah, you're right. But well, it looks like a pee-pee in that first picture. I'm going to go with this is like Canada. <laughs> what? Well, because he's because he's an Earth judge in the post-World War... Th- like, this is a judge's uniform from post-World War Three, right? Yeah. And that robe... I feel like the Canadian Supreme Court wears red robes like that. Well, and the, like... the necklace is like a, a British mayoral... So necklace maybe, or maybe yeah it could be uk i don't know enough about the uk but i'm pretty sure i've seen pictures of the canadian supreme court and they have red robes no they may very well so the, the whole robe thing in courts i find very silly it's just it's so tradition and tradition yeah. is often 99 percent of traditions are fucking stupid don't they still wear the powdered wigs in the uk oh yeah, yeah. i think maybe not at all levels but in a, many of them, they still have to wear the dumb wigs. Very silly. Mm-hmm. Q looks great, though. And, you know, I think this is probably his most famous look. Because we, yeah. we also see it the most. We even see it in Lower Decks. Uh, spoilers for Lower Decks. I mean, we see it twice until Lower Decks. Right? We see it in Encounter for our point and all, all good things. Yeah. We also, I... We're going to see it again, but not with but with other... We're going to see it in the next Q episode, which we're not. I'm not going to spoil uh... today. Uh, what we the other thing we see Q in all the fucking time are all kinds of different captains' uniforms. Mm-hmm. We see him in literally all the captains' uniforms between uh, early seasons TNG, uh, later seasons TNG, and early seasons DS Nine and Voyager. We don't we never see him in the later DS Nine mm. captain getup. I don't believe, and it's just what he does. So yeah. I included that in the list. His hair changes wildly. Really good look in, I think this is Hide and Q. Sure. Sure, why not? Is this Aldebaran serpent thing, which I just find really funny and also give some props to because it's not a a earth race. Yeah. It's not an earth look and good. Snakey boy. It looks like a headdress. Mm. Mm. Like I want it to be a hat. (laughs) I want to wear it. You'd look good in that hat. I'd look great in that hat. You cosplay as this, uh, <gasps> this... I wonder if people boy? have. I wonder if people have cosplayed as this thing. God. I bet they... People cosplay as everything, so they probably have. They probably use probably. the little sphere as like a bubble helmet or something. I want it to be like a hamster ball. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want the sphere to just be over my whole body, and then the snakes just come out. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. what you can do is, you can have some sticks, make them sort of go around, like, yeah. Yeah, around and stuff. Yep, yep. Puppeteers get on it. Moving forward, we also see... St- we, we, we talked about this in our Admiral conversation. The Admiral costume that Q picks to wear. I believe this is also Hayden Q. Oh my. It's the silliest one. His hair also looks bad. His hair is bad. Like what happened to his hair? He's just wearing a Christmas garland around his neck. Mm. It's but he, I mean, it looks, weird. But he's very looks very stylish. <laughs> he's wearing it well, I guess is what I mean to okay. say. No, I'm just kidding. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's actually bad. Delancey's great. Yes, that's correct. You guys love this one? What is this one from? Is this from the Enterprise? 
Yeah. Cause, well, because he shows up on Deep Space Nine too, right? Like, yeah, but this one is that's time, Picard punched in the face pre beard Riker and everything. Oh, gross! It's a very early yeah, TNG. very early. He like looks super, super young in this. Like younger than he looked the first time we saw him. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is the most baby faced Q we ever see. I think it's just you, you, when you put on like the the military uniform, you just look older. So that's He's a so good one. Cute. I love John Delancey. He's super fun. Also in uh, Hide and Q as this marshal of France. What is he drinking? Milk? What the fuck is that? Or is it Fresca? I think lemonade. Could be Fresca. I'm not sure. I don't remember what it was. He's I just French. It's absinthe. <clears throat> it's not green though. Not all uh, absinths are actually that green. Well, every... oh no, that's true. Actually, when in, when they do the absinthe in uh, Dracula, it's actually not very green at all. Yeah, a lot of them actually. When when you add the when it, they come out, it comes out really green. But when you add the water and sugar, it tends to get kind of cloudy. Jesus Christ, uh, this is a great costume, and yeah. I'm sure it's it's just some stock costume they grabbed that oh, yeah. they threw on Delancey. He looks awesome in it. Looks better without the hat. <gasps> I love the hat. I don't know. I kind of like the it. The hat's great. I like it either way. The hat's just yeah. fun. Yeah, he's got that weird dangling sheep badge. Is that what that is? It's I a think sheep? it's a sheep. It looks like a sheep. It looks like they're getting ready to feed it to the raptors. Seriously. <laughs> and it's probably what some, is wrong with that sheep? It's probably some actual historical thing, for God knows oh, yeah. what reason. The past was weird. Super weird. The past was pretty weird. People, did people really dress like this? Uh, I they mean, definitely had sheep badges. A marshal probably did, yeah. Like <laughs> fancy soldiers who didn't actually have to fight because they were the aristocracy. Wow. With great hats. He also does oh, a, a, a brief moment where he disguises himself as Data with the oh, silver fuck. skin and yellow eye, 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 eye uh, contacts to boot. I don't like. I don't like how this one fits him. That he's, I think, a very good-looking man in general. But this one kind of makes him look like he's got bitch titties, and there's nothing wrong with because that. But almost, I just feel like none of almost, the rest of the stuff does. No one looked good in those first two season well, uniforms. Saying, they yeah. were. You said Picard in this uniform looks like looked like he had an A cup. Oh well. <laughs> Yeah, no, he, he this is the costume. It is not Delancey. These right. uniforms. Well, I, know, I, mean, I know it's not Delancey. I'm just saying that this is why I don't like this on him. Yeah. I like it otherwise. Yeah, no, these uniforms are garbage. Him is Data. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing not to like about that. Is this uh, just a thirst trap? Is this really even going up? <laughs> no, this is just for me and Caitlin to view in our spare time. What I didn't realize in Hide and Q is Q does a very clever thing, which I'm going to give some credit to like the writers, the costumers, the whoever for. Costumers. And that's, I never noticed that since he usually is talking to Picard, he do, he'll disguise himself as a Starfleet captain. When he talks to Riker, he disguises himself as a Starfleet commander. He's only got three pips. Which that's is just clever. a great detail. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the costumers. Yeah, good work, costumers. Yeah. I thought, <laughs> what same the fuck? episode, he's a, he's a monk in a monk's robe no. with, a, with a cross and beads and sandals. Oh, yeah, look at that. I think I like those sandals, The actually. sandals look pretty comfy. The rest of it, I don't... God... He is just such a beautiful human. Look at the nipping at the waist. What can't this man wear? Uh, season one. Starfleet oh yeah, that's uniform. right. Bitch tits. <laughs> I guess we just covered that. First one with the hood up, especially with the shadow. Real uh, Ghost of Christmas yet to come vibes. I was thinking he looks like Ben Kenobi. <laughs> or that. Oh yeah. I was thinking <laughs> to definite Jedi Knight feelings. Anyway. <laughs> that's not a costume. Yeah, well, it's a costume. It counts oh. as a costume. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess behind... It counts, yeah. Behind Patrick Stewart in that one picture, there's definitely a cocksock. Yep, we do... Well, no, no. Because this is this is our naked cue when he becomes human, and he first beams in naked. And uh, I remember they said, like, they could not get a good way to shoot Q naked without him just being naked. 
Wait, so there isn't even a cocksock? I'm pretty sure he's just hanging out. Oh. Wow. That's why he's Or at least, in, at least in one of the Spiner's scenes. impressed. I mean, the thing is, he's probably <laughs> not actually... Like, he might have been naked in some of these shots. He's probably not naked in... Because he's either... I don't think that's composited. I think he's just lying on some kind of a platform that's obscured by Patrick Stewart. Yeah, I think it might be the previous scene where you see a bit of butt cheek. Yeah. That uh, one definitely, like, yeah. there wasn't a good way to film that one. I that's remember this t- uh, us discussing this and being like, butt cheek! I was just thinking how much I like butt cheeks. Mm. Mm. Funny. Naked cute. Yeah, I just included this one because it's fun. No, that's fair. But the rest oh, of the no. episode, he's a human in one of the worst costumes. They what? even they even comment about how bad this costume is, and I'm just like, why? Isn't this what a what's his name wore in the Viger movie? Yeah, you're only saying it <laughs> because of the bulge. Yes, that's exactly why I'm saying it. That's Yuck. so bad. It's so bad. Yucky. The gray is a bad color. It doesn't like normally. I would say like if it were just on its own, in this little gray under this little green undershirt might be a nice shirt. Hey. Yeah. But you know they ruined think, it. You know what would fix this, Ames? Anything else? A belt. Being naked. A belt. A belt would help. A belt would help. But it would a, still a be trash. A piece might help as well. That too, yeah. A cape. Mm. The Marshal of France hat. <laughs> naked Q. <laughs> yeah, just be naked. It'll fix everything. Not being spandex. Yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, the, the, the squarey shape of the top. Yeah. Like... I don't know if just a like a plunging neckline that came to a point would be better, but I also feel like this doesn't need to be a onesie. I have no. to say, the artists who did the version for the video game were not completely accurate. With, not enough uh, bulge? With, with their depiction. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, they, they do good work on the timelines. It's a they good, do. It's a good time. Uh, here's another <laughs> good one uh, on the timelines, the, the mariachi costume. Okay, I like it, except that it feels like they got that fucking serape at, like... I don't even know what dollar store you would get that shit from. They are in Los Angeles, so they probably did just go to some tourist dollar store. I mean, they also probably have, like, in their archives... That's true, yeah. ...tons of this type of crap from, yeah. like... Oh, yeah, from other, other from movies. other productions and yeah. movies. So it's probably, it probably is from some, like, you know, 40s-era <laughs> film or something, so, yeah. The accuracy might not be there. No. Well, what do you call this little, the little polka dot neck piece? That's almost, like, a cravat, but... I don't know. There's probably a name for There's the traditional maybe a name version. For it, but yeah, I, I I like the polka dotiness. Yeah, I never noticed how like multicolored it was. Yeah, po- polka dots combined with stripes. I don't know why, but I always like that combination. That's fair. Stripey dot. Yep, that's all I gotta say about yeah, this what one. What is that thing? What would you call that? Ooh. In, gosh, Cupid. He come. He he harasses Q as an archaeologist for a while, which is very fun. He pulls off the costume. Fucking Delancey can pull off nearly any costume. I'm not sure about the shorts. <gasps> I am. Are, oh, but those legs. Yeah, no, I I'm legs. sure about it. Mm. Yeah, no, he's got nice gams <laughs> or something. He does. Is that what that is? A gam? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> is that what that is? A gam. <laughs> I like it. Amos said I was right. Yeah. No, I know. I just, I love, so, I love the question. I wanted nibble. The problem with this photo on the right is that it looks like he's using the pith helmet to hide a boner. <laughs> um, what do you mean it looks like? That's obviously what he's doing. Also, get your shoes off the couch. Archaeologist Q. <laughs> That's paleontology. <laughs> Whatever, same thing. <laughs> he looks like he's dressed up for a fucking dino dig. Is all I'm saying. That's true, yeah. Alright, and then, Rex. oh my goodness, the rest of Cupid is just costumes galore. Oh, I don't like the beard. 
the sheriff of Nottingham Q is whatever they had in stock and a horsey. That is straight up the Roger Delgado master beard. They probably took it off of Roger Delgado. Horse. Horse? Horse. He looks good in it. He does. Feather hats for the win. Man can pull off a long ass robe. But how tall did we learn he was? 6'3? Six, 6'4, six, 6'. I think he was 6'4 because Michael Dorn was 6'3. Oh, wow. Yeah. A tall man in a long robe. Yeah. Yeah. With lots of bling. Look at all this bling. It's so a lot much. of bling. I'm hate, into the bling. Really hate the beard. Though I like the beard better than I like it on the drawing. It's better in real life. On the drawing, he just looks in the. <laughs> I don't know. Next. I feel Next. bad for the hoss. Uh, we jump to Tapestry, where we have the God cue. Mm. <laughs> Picard, you are dead, and I am God. Good for you, buddy. Mm. It's another great... Robey not even thing. robe, but dressing my ass. Though, though I will say a little... Um, a little 1970s, like, Superman, when they're having the trial. I mean, that's what he was going for. I've mm-hmm. never seen it. I don't know. It's, a, it's another day of Chris making references that most of us don't get. I really like the sleeves. Me too. Mm. I don't and know if how much it, and I kind of like the neck. Yeah, I like that there's a lot of textures that you yeah. can Yeah, that's see. what it is. Yeah. That's what I really like. Like, it's one of those things you feel like, you know, God you know what it would feel like if you touched it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is <laughs> a kind of like soft ribbing area. Yeah. We got like the, the kind of woolly almost looking. Yeah. I think the fact that they made it uh, clear that there is like textures while you're in a white void with a white costume, like they yeah. did a good job. Imagine with it. how fucking hot he must have been filming. Oh this god, because of all of the lights in that scene. <laughs> yeah, no, I oof. wearing that woolly whatever. I mean, both He's of them. He's like, we're getting this in one fucking take. You know, because even though these weren't the second uniforms weren't as bad as the first, I'm sure they were still heavy material that just. Ugh. Yeah, in any a close-up scene, he's pantsless. Yeah. We have a bunch of costumes we see in Tapestry that I didn't realize until I rewatched. Um, and in, you and you regretted this. And idea. I was like, "Dang it! This yeah, whenever this I do one, rapid fire. Whenever things. I do these, they're they're always more work than I expect. Looks um, good in the vest. Very exciting. Yeah, Q is a bartender when he's harassing uh, Picard in the bar. It's a very typical uh, vest look that's very poorly lit. So I'm sorry for these screen grabs. Yeah, not your fault. He drops in on Q as a florist. Oh, he drops in on Picard as a florist. I, uh, Jane Luke Pickard? That's this, I that's this either, one. Yes. I either forgot or missed the fact that he's wearing a little fucking bow tie. That's amazing. The bow tie is great. I love that the name badge just says florist. <laughs> with a little Cupid firing the arrow. Ah. Uh, Cupid, am I right? Damn. Damn. Thanks, Ames. Caitlin did it. I hate the face they drew him with, though, in the timeline. He looks one. like he's biting his lip. No, no, no. he looks mm. like he has just taken a bite out of a lemon for some reason. Oh. Or like he's hiding a boner again for some reason. No, the flowers would be lower. That's what you think. Wow. <laughs> Great bow tie, though. I'm going to keep moving forward because I know we, yeah. we're talking a lot about these. And doing a lot of checking up. Um, oh, boy. Nope, don't like this. We have a doctor cue, also in tapestry, complete with the... Mirror head thing that's kind of stereotypical, but you never actually see anywhere. I assume the idea was back in the day, like, before small handheld lights, it was meant to reflect light at your patients so you could get a better look, but I've never confirmed that that's what it was. You don't know, Jake. If anyone was going to know, I kind of think Jake might know. We all looked at him. Like, this is this seems like something in the Jake fountain of knowledge. I don't know. 
Again, though, it's interesting because it's like it's an archaic. Like, look at the collar. That's a very like. Yeah, it's like a Dodger from the twenties or yeah. something. Uh, it looks good on him. I, I don't like the headlight, but that doesn't look good on anyone. Overall, yeah, it's though, just, it's part of the joke. It's part of yeah. the "I'm your doctor" gag. Yeah. Um, Wasn't which he, he also does. doing like a, a Freud kind of voice in that scene? I don't remember. I, don't, it's I didn't possible. listen to it. I fast forwarded through to like, okay, next scene, next scene. Because uh, then we see another one in the, in tapestry. There's way more in tapestry than Jesus. I remember there being. In which he's an old man with like a hearing, one of those horn trumpet, hearing yeah. aid things. Ear trumpet. He looks like uh, the fucking AI from the last outpost. Or am oh, I misremembering what it looked like? Portal 67 or something. Is that? Because I, I, I remember being like, just sort of like a raggedy looking old dude, but I, yeah. I might be misremembering. No, I think he was. I, I do, I think the, the kind of old makeup that they did looked Actually pretty decent. Actually decent, which for TNG is a fucking accomplishment. Yeah. Because this is, I mean, granted, this is well after. I think this is season six. Yeah, they were getting better by that point. Because yeah. there was some decent old age makeup on Deanna that one time. Yeah. And then in All Good Things, they're pretty good except for Riker. Yeah. Who looks like he's melting. Uh, but yeah, but this cue, pretty good. I like the wispy The hair. eyebrows are, are... Fun. Intense. I like them. Yeah. The rags, the rags are all pretty good. Yeah. yeah. A decent look. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're finally jumping to Deep Space Nine. Ugh, no one would look good in that. Oh, the Bajoran waiter costume is, oh no, awful. Bajoran clothing is just so bad. I know. But isn't this also like a lot like what Odo wears, except like in slightly different colors? I mean, kinda, yeah. Because it's, it's got that, that he at least had the like titty cutout thing. But he had the like, I think the fact that the shoulders oh, he's are got the shoulder attached too. over it, like it adds a little something. To modesty. Bajoran clothing is, is yeah, we, we often comment on how bad it I generally mean, like, was. I mean, to be fair though, they've been like subjugated for however fucking long. I mean, they, they have replicators. Exactly... They can make new clothes. Yeah, I'm just no, I mean, saying that it hasn't been the focus in, for a long time. Whoever in the real thing. world was designing it wasn't thinking that. And they just designed bad costumes. They might have been, you don't know. I, I know. These costumes are fucking terrible. Real bad. Even cute Except, pull it off. Except the like when when Kira would wear her little like net green vest thing, that outfit she wore sometimes, civilian Kira. That yeah, civilian right. clothes I think is better because this is like their their kind of uniform yeah. clothes. Which, yeah, the, the uniforms uh, are trash. Like they designed one that looked good on a visitor, and then went, oh shit, everyone has to I wear mean, this. This is, this is what happens when the only fashion designer in in the immediate area is a Cardassian, and you don't want to give him business. Oh no. I only know how to design things with incredibly wide necks. <laughs> I'm confused. Where does the chest spoon go? Uh, sorry, Q. I do love... Um, pugilist. His... Oh, you called him Pugilist Q. Perfect. Pugilist. That's what, that's what it's called on timelines. Pugilist. So I just took the timeline's name. Pugilist Q, which is him in the boxing match. With oh, this, this is when Ben punches him right in the face, right? Yep. With the very fun color scheme and the yeah. very silly mustache. I assume it's like a Victorian look or something. And the very big fists about to hit him right in the mouth. Yeah. Probably more Edwardian. He gets a mm. bunch of punches off on Cisco first. Yeah, That's does, true, but which is why Cisco, exactly why Cisco fucking knocks him out. As the kids say, D G A F. <laughs> is that what the kids say? God when no. When are Q punches? Do Q punches do the same to people? I don't know. Uh, plus, it's all a fucking act anyway. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, good. Even though it's a it's a strange like old almost like circusy kind of uniform yeah. costume. Yeah, again, it's very old timey. He you know, likes old timey. He wasn't gonna have the shorts originally, but they were getting they probably distracted. getting distracted by that cue bulge again. <laughs> yeah, I like the shorts. The shorts are pretty good. Moving forward, uh, 
This is in... Uh, oh, what was the last Voyager episode? Something. Yeah. Um, the Quinn one, though. The Quinn one. Beth Wish. There we go. He Doesn't looks like Ebenezer fucking Scrooge. Yeah, he's in his PJs with the really, you know, the Ebenezer Scrooge nightcap in a long night shirt. Like, I know people just wore those as a matter of course, but in, like, in this day and age, you see someone in a nightcap and it's just become so much part of the popular culture. Your first thought is, oh, Scrooge. What it's a Scrooge outfit. The it's fine. Keep warm. You know, back in the day when you didn't have central heating. Boy, I can't imagine a hat staying on your head while you sleep. Me now. neither. Oh, but why is it so long? But Ma's always in her kerchief and he's always in his cap. It just is. People went to sleep and with shit on their heads. It doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I agree. It's why didn't the why didn't Ma get to wear a cap? Yeah, she, she had a kerchief. For a long winter's nap. <laughs> I'll look up my caps later and report back. Dash away. Dash weird, away. Weird thing. Dash away. All. Okay. Now, for everything wrong with that scene, Ooh, that Lothario robe. Cute. I want that robe. Yeah. So this is from this episode that we just covered today. The the robe the that Q is pestering Janeway in. Uh, yeah. A beautiful color, too. He's yeah. so fucking cute. I just love him. Great shade of red. Like, I don't appreciate the way he behaved in this episode, but... But he didn't if it, it was me, I would have been like, you can absolutely reduce me to a uterus, thank you. But no babies. <laughs> I bet you they could find a like a Q baby, like birth, uh, birthing it would just be like, snap. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that's what it was basically anyway. More or less. Even, yeah. even the, the, the sex act was just touching dicks. Yeah. Touching dicks. Yikes. Uh, moving forward. Okay, so we see oh, him no. at the at the resort uh, in his kind of luau wear. In his reshorts. Which I didn't realize because I, I found these screen grabs before watching Warlord. In which we see when we get that bartender uh, costume change. Very similar to yeah, this. Yeah, I was thinking that too when they, when they, when they showed him the episode. I was like, that. I mean, he was see, like the bartender. You can tell Q, despite appearances, is a very old man though. Socks with sandals. Oh yeah. And they're way tall. You know, right? I gotta say though. As much as socks and sandals gets a lot of shit, if I'm wearing sandals, I'm wearing fucking socks. Well, oh, I mean, here's the thing. I look forward to one day being a socks with sandals old man. You can be a young man. I wear If I'm wearing sandals, I'm usually wearing socks because I don't like Listen, the feeling of shit touching my feet. I'm going to stop That's you fair. right now. You're both already too old to be young men doing anything. <laughs> so let's just fucking just dial it back. What I'm saying is... I wish there was no stigma on the socks. It looks sandals. stupid. That's not the point of sandals. The point of sandals is your feet are out. No, that's why they're designed that way. This they do. That's why they make sandals. What are you? All right, all right, uh, Neelix, getting your little foot job. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> whoa! <laughs> I thought we agreed we wouldn't talk about my hairy, spotty feet on the podcast. Yeah. You fucking monster! <laughs> As a side note, while we were watching that, I was like, Jesus Christ, who directed this? Quentin Tarantino? And then I said, Nope. Even Quentin Tarantino doesn't want to fuck with those feet. Wow. A detail that in the the that everybody has in this holodeck program mm -hmm. that I noticed uh, is that they're all wearing com badges. Yeah, yeah. I was just noticing yeah, that. Stay in touch. Yeah, even Q. Well, Q decides he needs a, a com badge in this pro in this holiday program. He likes to fit in. He doesn't want to be left out. Yeah. I I I, I mean the shorts is I don't like shorts just personally as as for me, but I I like his shirt and jacket combination thing. I kind of want that. I was hoping for like a nice 
loud Hawaiian shirt. That's true. He should have been in like the Hawaiianist shirt. The like scarlet macaws all over it, kind of just go go for it cue. I feel like he either should have been in that or in uh full on oh god, what's that what's that uh Fuck, that line of like suntan stuff with Banana Panama Hulk? Jack, a full oh. like Panama suit. Panama Jack. But yeah, like you know, white suit, the big hat, like either big old Hawaiian shirt or full yeah. Yeah, I bet you they picked this look because it was similar to the bartender we saw in the previous episode yeah. in this in this same location. Yeah. That they were just, hey, we have these laying around. Will they fit the Lancy? Yes. Okay, good. We don't need the loud Hawaiian shirt then. Oh my this god, is what enough. is that woman wearing? They're terrible. It's a volleyball outfit. Yeah, oh, they're playing volleyball. That must have been so uncomfortable to put on. <laughs> Sorry, anyway. Anyway. We mostly see Q in this episode in his Union soldier costume, in which he looks damn good. Yeah, looks dapper. Looks good, you know, just the vest and the tra- The man looks good in a vest. Mm. The hat's a little big, but that's just the nature of the hat. You look like a Mountie. <laughs> <laughs> He looked good in a Mountie uniform, I bet. Oh, yeah, he would. Quick, have him harass a Canadian captain. More more like a Mount Me uniform. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Has there there been anyone in Star Trek who is canonically, well, canonically, canonically Canadian? (laughs) Canonically. Uh, The uh, the dude's uncle or something. What was it? There was the kid in Lower Decks who thought that Riker was Canadian, but it turned out he's from Alaska. Yeah, Riker should have been Canadian. I don't know why. Um, Actually, don't a whole bunch of people in Lower Decks claim to be Canadian? I don't know. I think that's a joke, though, and I'm not spoiling it for you guys. Uh, I know there's a lot of Canadians in uh, Mass Effect, because the game was made in Canada. William Shatner's Canadian. Actually, he is. Uh, But Kirk's from Iowa. Yeah, no, Kirk is, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I like the costume. It's probably just literally just another one from, from Stock somewhere from another movie. Oh, yeah. But good they work. just they just finished filming Glory and actually no that was late eighties. Do they really have hats that big in the Civil War? Might have. Who knows? That looks so dumb. The one on Chuckles was pretty probably the same hat, but you know. I just. Are we gonna call him Chuckles from now on? Gonna yes. try to okay. Helmboy and Chuckles. Helmboy, Helmboy and Chuckles. Harry Adventures. Something rat. Oh, Bar Vermin or something. Wasn't it Bar Vermin or Bar Rodent? Bar Rodent. There we go. Yeah, pretty good. Bar rodent. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm I'm skipping the one <sighs> from the next Q episode we're gonna see in Voyager because it is a giant spoiler. Okay. I don't think any of the Q costumes in Picard are actually spoilers because you're not gonna get the context. So I can show them to you guys, and then when you finally works for when me. you finally finish watching Picard, you're gonna be like, oh yeah, that costume. That's where that goes. And this one, of course, was just all over the trailer. Yeah, the the beautiful costume we see Q in in the trailer and kind of sprinkled throughout season one Picard in this gorgeous black trench coat with a big fucking brooch. Again, someone just realized, like, he looks good in long things because he's tall. He's also just aged beautifully. Like, John Delancey is a beautiful man. I didn't realize the collar could go up so high in the back. That's the collar. Yeah, a the collar is a very swoopy, swoopy collar. I, yeah, like I got ma- I made sure to get a good from the back because he's also got this like nice shiny panel. Yeah, no, it's a damn good jacket. He's yeah. yum. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we said we gotta start watching Picard. We need to catch up. Like, we gotta, you do need to. We catch gotta up. get on it. <laughs> uh, he also <laughs> rocks a turtleneck. That's true. Yeah, I I really love this costume. They they do really well with it. 
Say what you will about Picard, Jake. They dress Q well. <laughs> All right, and here's a bunch that you guys haven't seen yet. So, my, my end of the, the, the they might be the minorest bit, bit spoilery. Got but it. Here we go. Uh, we see him as a scientist for some reason you guys will not know yet. Again, looks uh, pull off turtleneck. And again, beautiful turtleneck in this really nice blue color. It makes me wonder if he's like secretly like really self conscious about like he maybe has like some kind of waddle neck in there and so he was like mm. I have to have a turtleneck in every scene in this show. I would. They look really nice. It looks great. I mean, it's, either way, it's not me passing judgment. I think he looks fantastic. I'm just saying that John Delancey, since I know you listen, if you're feeling badly about your waddle, just know that we love your waddle and you can you can just you can, be your you beautiful waddle selves. Mm. But yeah, just another you know a good cute look. Uh, we see him briefly as a therapist. I'll oh. not tell you why or in what context. I think he was doing another Freud, Freud voice. I was going to ask him if he was doing a Freud voice. <laughs> looks uh, like he might have a sort of an ascot on there. It's yeah, hard it looks to tell. Ascot-y. I like the vest. The vest is pretty good. Yeah, again, it looks good in the vest. So. What is an ascot called when a uh, therapist wears it? Is this a joke? It feels like a callback to the cravat. I'm trying to figure out what a cravat would be. Oh, oh, oh. Right, I, thought, I thought that was actually going to be a really good yeah, punchline. I was waiting for the oh, dad no, joke. There wasn't. Oh, uh, well, you sorry. Disappointed. I was, no, that's okay. It was, call, it was a callback. We're too slow to pick up on the. <laughs> you tried, and we failed you. El cravat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we see him in this. It's really dark because there's not a good. It's all it's all black costume. Yeah, it's really. Um, it's like that we see him in. With, yeah. With a, Shirt yeah, God, look a... at his fucking shoulders. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, Sorry, it's... this is bad. This is your fault. I had nothing to do with this. No, I mean her. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, it's totally my fault. Uh, yeah, he's got this great like black jacket with black undershirt. There's a little pin that I don't have a really good look at, but oh. it's just a nice look on cue. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what look uh, what else would look good on cue? Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I was going to say, but you're right. When you're right, you're right. Who am I to argue? <laughs> what else have we got? Okay, this is the FBI a... cue. <laughs> we got a, a this cue. one's silly. He's a got, like a, he's got like a dad bod. Yeah, I was going to say, he's got like his little FBI pot belly. <laughs> I love it. Aww. I don't like so cute. a short sleeved jacket. When you can't see the short sleeves, it looks good. I think, I think it's, it's rolled, rolled up. up. Yeah, it's just ah. going to pull up. But either way, I agree. And again, he's got another nice turtle yeah. neck kind of look I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he must have said it's got to be all turtlenecks. Or just someone decided for some reason the theme this time is turtlenecks on I, cue. I like it, so. Here's the, here's the, here's the twist. I don't want to spoil what too much twist. about the card, but I think I, can, I think I can without spoiling too much. Yeah. So in this scene... FBI doesn't stand for what you think it stands for. It stands for Fuckboy fe- Incarnate. <laughs> wow! So, what, 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 I, was say, I was gonna say female body inspector. Oh but, yeah! But, but, but I like Fuckboy Incarnate. I like too. how quickly you came up. That with was it. amazing, actually. That's staying in. Helm boy. <laughs> incarnate. All right, and this is from the from the last episode, so this dates a little bit where we are okay. currently as we're recording. <laughs> Obviously, by the time this episode is live, you'll have seen how well Picard has paid off throughout the entire season. Oh, my God. Did you see when X happened at the end of the episode? Oh, my God. It was the favorite thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm so Um, glad I watched that show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure between this episode... With with the FBI Q in the end, there are probably more Q looks. If, if they, they don't have him in a Starfleet uniform at some point, they failed. Mm. 
naked cube. Naked cube. If, if they don't have him say sheer fucking hubris at least once. Uh, sheer fucking hubris. Actually, has, has, I, can't, I haven't noticed. Has Q used the F word yet on Star Trek? Because that well, is that he, is a rite of passage on modern Trek. I, that, feel, that would feel what? weird. Has, weird for has, him. Has, has Patrick Stewart said fuck? Probably. I mean, not I like in his really life. I haven't really been paying that close show. attention. In like the first episode of season two, where I gets, oh my fucking back. Dude, are you telling I'm me so they made him? I'm so fucking in... sick of these Borgs. You're telling me they made him into a robot and they didn't fix his back pain? What a bunch of horse shit. All right. Spoilers so for if... Picard season one? Yeah. Apparently. So what I've got up in front of us now is all of the cues up through today's episode, the cue in the gray, uh, seeing as I know Chris and Caitlin haven't yet seen the Picard uh, episodes, but also because I just couldn't fit them all in one slide. I mean, that's a shame, because honestly, like, I was going to say the fucking... If you want to say the, the trench coat cue... Yeah, I can... do. Oh, 25th can... century trench coat cue. Yes! Good choice. I also really... That's like... my favorite one. The one I want for myself, I want that red robe just to lounge around my house <laughs> in. Like a, like a, what am I always calling myself? A luxuriant bitch. A luxuriant bitch. I, I want to hear you call yourself this. I do frequently. I don't think I've ever heard it. So yeah, I'm good. usually at home when I do it. Yeah, he lounges on the couch and he's like, I'm a luxuriant bitch. And I don't argue because he does look very luxurious. And worst, obviously, is human cue fucking gray jumpsuit green oh, panel thing. Oh, God, it's thing. so see, bad. See, my worst is going to be Bajoran waiter cue because oh, I so bad. really hate the Bajoran that, that's, costumes. That's fair, but you just see so much more <laughs> of the gr- terrible... Like, he spends most of the outf- right. episode in that True, outfit. he does. He does. Best cue is obviously serpent cue. <laughs> no, I mean the one where you can see his dick. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> no, that's actually not a good one. Oh, uh, I got the joke, though. Thank you. Good work. Uh, How about you, Jay? What are you thinking so far? Uh, I'm really liking Judge Q. I think mm-hmm. I like that outfit a lot. Judge Cutie. And... It's a classic. Oh, wait. Sounds like Cutie instead of what I was going for. Judy. Yeah, damn. It works. Yeah, I think I think my favorite would also be Judge Q, just because it's so over the top and great. It's a great hat with it. Yeah. <laughs> like that meme, she, her, they, them, cool hat. Yes. <laughs> uh, least favorite, I'm probably going to have to toss up, honestly, between Bajoran and Human Q. Toss up. Toss up. Tied. They're tied. They're tied for for worst. Oh, there you go. That's my favorite. My favorite cue is naked cue. No, I'll go Bajoran. I'll go Bajoran. All right. Jake. Jake's going to take both my answers. It's really difficult to pick which is best because they're all good except for the ones that are not. (laughs) (laughs) True. I mean, I would also give a dishonorable mention to Admiral Q with the golden garland around his neck. No, see that. The rest of them are so bad that like that one doesn't even come into play. Like the ones that are really bad for me. Are bitch tits data cue, mm. creepy later hosen package gray cue. <laughs> it almost feels like there's like a. You're right. There is a vaguely later hosen vibe because of the square cut. Yeah. Um, See, I stick by our head cannon from when we did the admiral's uniforms. That that's not a real admiral's uniform. That's him making fun of them. Okay. So oh, I yeah, enjoy that's it for parody. That it's that's... great. Yeah. <laughs> it only works in retrospect because when they made this episode, they didn't know yet. Yeah. And I really kind of don't like the Nottingham, and I think it's really the facial hair. Hmm. I just really don't dig him with the beard. Well, at least not that beard. But wait, so which is your favorite, though? I don't... You can you can say, though, the trench coat. The trench coat I from do Picard. like the trench coat. 
Chris is saying the trench coat fucking hard, so. <laughs> Caitlin's over here, like, biting her thumb. <laughs> but not at you. How about 16th century Q if you took off the wig? No, definitely, <laughs> definitely not that. The breastplate ruins it. Mm. I really like his World War II uniform. I mean, that's the thing. I'm not a not a military type of gal, but he looks good as fuck in that shit. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I was just... I don't know. I guess I do have to just say 25th century Q. Do it. God it's a great look. Damn. Mm. I'll see if I can squeeze it into this slide just for fun. Put it, slap it across the entire thing so you can sort of see little pieces of the rest of them, but it's mostly just him and that fucking... Yeah. Oh, so what, was what, your, what was your least? Yeah, you, you threw out some candidates, but... I don't know. These are difficult decisions. <laughs> it's probably later, Hosen. I feel like yeah. that's the worst. Yeah. Which, you know, honestly, it, it really makes me... It makes me angry, because it should be my favorite, because I can see the most of his dick in that outfit. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad that it's really bad, I can't it appreciate it. in that contest, because he was supposed to be pathetic. And... Yeah, but good God. Um, yeah, when yeah. the other Q shows up in the same costume and says, why are we wearing this? And Q says, I don't know. <laughs> it's awful, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's real awful. It's really and then I think to myself, then why are you wearing it? The Bajoran waiter is pretty bad, too, though. Yeah. All right, well... Thank you for listening to our, all our Q conversations. I hope we get to see lots more Q, because I'm always a big fan. Eddington. Eddington. Why? Eddington is possibly Canadian. Because oh. he had his lucky loony. Did, did he? I forgot about that. Wasn't that a thing? I don't uh, remember. Our elocutions. <laughs> I think there was a loony involved. Maybe. Weird. Anyway, we're not going to be talking about this anymore next week. Wow, I know, we're all surprised. We probably will, because we're, we're nuts like that. But next week, the other things we're talking about is more Voyager stuff. Uh, the next episodes we're covering are going to be Macrocosm and Fair Trade. So definitely join us next week for that, and for whatever our next blogtivity is going to be. Ooh. Join us then. You can read about this blogtivity and all of our other amazing blogtivities over on our Tumblr, Check out all these great Q screenshots and drool over them as we have been doing. And read up on all of our other uh, activities. We got fanfics up there. We got seasons, hops and bottoms up there. Check them all out. Listen to all of our other episodes over on SoundCloud or your favorite uh, Star Trek app. Sure. Play some timelines because then you can see more Qs over there. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time. They just added a new feature. It's going to be cool. Ooh. What else do we do? We're on the Facebook, we're on the Tumblr, we're on the Twitter, we're on all those things. We're also right here, but we're going to be leaving for today. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This is always Chris.